0: Listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A good Tuesday show for you. We've got an update on the audio issues from the last couple podcasts. Also, talk a little bit more about Clayton as Dave Neal had a great video yesterday in regards to the hearing. That was this past Friday in Arizona. Some dancing with the stars move dancing with the stars stories involving Caitlin. And the Taylor Swift night has been revealed. Also special forces last night. It's been off the air for two weeks. Very Nick vial centric episode and an update from the Karate Kid world. A death in the Karate Kid world. I'll get to that momentarily. So I first want to talk what uh, a lot of you had messaged me on Friday and messaged me again today in regards to my podcast for whatever reason not uploading in whatever you listen to your podcast whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts where most of you listen and you were saying it would not load for you now i'm on Apple Podcasts that's the only place i listen to it and it it worked for me on friday and monday but i did get enough emails to where something was off so i had messaged uh, the people simplecast who hosts my podcast and i said and i took screenshots of your messages and said look I'm not having this issue, but people are, and I've never gotten these type of messages before where it's saying network error or it's not playing when you load it. It's not downloading all that stuff. Anyway, long a short answer is that it's been fixed. If you are having issues, please let me know, but you should be hearing this today. There shouldn't be any issues. It had to do with the prefix. I don't really understand this stuff, but the people behind the scenes did they fixed it. Even the ones yesterday, if you emailed me yesterday and said, Hey, I'm not getting today's podcast Mondays. When I asked you and emailed you back and said, check now, you all said, okay, it's working now. So I would assume today is uh, working as well. But by any means, if you're having trouble uploading it for whatever reason, it's not downloading or it's saying network error, anything like that, please just let me know. But a should be all Should be all set and ready to go. Obviously, if you're hearing this, you won't have to email me. But if it's not loading for you, then you're not even hearing me tell you, "Hey, email me if it's not working." So, um, I guess you'll email me if if it can't load. But uh, we should be good to go there. So, I wanted to take uh, the rest of this, probably seven or eight minutes in the first half of this podcast, to talk about what Dave Neal posted yesterday. And that is he posted the audio recording from Clayton's hearing this past Friday in Arizona, where Clayton's lawyer got to cross-examine the woman in question. Now, the woman in question's name is out there. This is a public case. There's nothing private about this anymore. So it just seemingly, um, her name's mentioned in it. So, And if you go to the Arizona courts and type in Clayton Eckerd you're going to see who the plaintiff and the defendant is in the, in the case. I mean, it's public record now. But the important thing is, and I think I think a lot of you who have like a, a little bit of an interest in this, you have to understand something when it comes to this case. There are so many layers to this. And there are so many things going on that the reason I haven't covered it as extensively as Dave is because I do think you need a video medium To cover this. There's so much out there with emails and videos and stuff like that. Now there's testimony, which I'm not going to sit here and read the quotes from the exact question that Clayton's lawyer asked the woman in question and then her response. It just doesn't have the same effect as actually listening to it. So the first thing I'm going to do is to direct all of you to Dave Neal's video from yesterday, which is the audio recording of Clayton, Clayton's lawyer cross-examining the woman in question because Clayton had filed an injunction against harassment against her. So the other thing is I should be receiving video of that because I requested it as a member of the media. All you have to do is email the Arizona courts and say, I request a video copy of this. I gave them my information and they said, Video will be sent out. Because I don't live in Arizona, if I lived in Arizona, I could just go pick it up, but I don't. So they mail it to you, snail mail, and it's on a CD. So they're not even, they can't even send me a link to watch it. I have to get mailed a CD, but I am getting it. Now, all I'm getting is the video version of what Dave played on his video yesterday, and his video today, I believe, is going to be um, the audio of the closing arguments from both sides. But. It is very revealing, and I think something that Dave said at the end of the video is very, very important, is the fact that you can't just summarize this in five minutes. If you're interested in this and you want to know everything from both sides, you have to listen to the whole case. You have to listen to yesterday's cross-examination. And you know Dave stopped and started the audio so he could inject his opinions on everything that was going on. But overall, his video was about 45 minutes long. I don't know how long the actual cross examination was. I'm guessing around 30 minutes or so, because while Dave did stop it and start it a lot, he wasn't stopping it for more than, I don't know, 15, 20 seconds at a time. Maybe sometimes it was like two or three seconds. And sometimes he was just talking over it when they were like fumbling papers around and stuff like that, when he knew nobody was speaking. But You have to listen to it. You can't summarize this case of what Clayton is going through and what this woman is accusing him of and everything that happened in regards to what's happening here. Um, I guess one of the biggest things to come out of the case was or the hearing on Friday. And look, this is a hearing where Clayton is basically saying she's harassing me. I need her to stop. So this whole thing about the pregnancy and is she or is she is she or is she not pregnant? isn't really relevant to injunction against harassment so Clayton could receive that. However, Clayton's lawyer was certainly going to get it on record because she is under oath. And she was under oath two weeks ago when she was the one that was cross-examining Clayton, or her lawyer was, and she was under oath yesterday. And to be asked under oath what is your proof of pregnancy that you have shown us to this point? And her only answer was, here is a screenshot. And it was, I don't know what number of exhibit it was, but it's all in the video or audio. Dave's video is the audio of the court of the hearing. But for her to say <laughs> that the only proof that has in the exhibits that they have re- handed over to the courts is a screenshot of an appointment she made with her OBGYN in July. We don't even know if she attended that appointment. It's just, here's a screenshot of an appointment I made in July, which was roughly around the two-month mark. That's the only thing in the exhibit about her being pregnant. Shit, she has sent me more, in her mind, her proof that she's pregnant. I told you what she sent me. She sent me a sonogram, which Dave debunked. She sent me an email from her neurologist, which means nothing to me or anybody living on planet Earth, that a neurologist wrote in their notes that she was 21 weeks pregnant at the time. But in her mind, she believes it is. So like I say, anything you want to say about this case, by all means, say it to your friends, text it to your friends, talk about it with your friends, leave voice memos to your friends, FaceTime your friends. Do not harass this woman whatsoever. Do not contact her. Do not message her. Do not leave a message on her um, Instagram stories. Do not contact her Instagram page. Do not leave a message on the captions. Nothing. Do not engage with this woman whatsoever. I stopped engaging with her 10 days ago, I think it was. Maybe it was seven days ago when I told her last week, look, I'm done. I don't want to talk about this anymore with you because you are basically impossible to talk to. And I, you know, I was willing to have an open conversation with her, but then once I saw that she was going after Dave, I said, forget it. There's no point. I was going to wait until something happened with the case. Well, we got the cross examination on Friday and it certainly is riveting. But for me to sit here and cherry pick certain things about it, it just wouldn't been doing, it just wouldn't be doing it the proper service that it deserves you have to go listen to it for yourself and form your own opinions. I formed plenty of opinions after listening to that. I thought it was very, very interesting that when Clayton's lawyer asked her, what have you shown that Clayton is the father? She had nothing when she asked the woman in question. So you're saying that you have taken three DNA samples and none of them have shown Clayton is the father. Yet you're essentially saying Clayton is the father like all that is now on record. And so, you know, I don't I throw my hands up in the air when it comes to this case, because I truly don't understand what's going on and exactly what she's doing. But if you listen to that audio from her getting cross examined by Clayton's lawyer on Friday, it's fascinating stuff because she's clearly riled up. She's clearly also being caught without any answers. She can never answer yes or no to questions that are flat out yes, no answers. She has to have an explanation for everything. But then again, this is what I've been dealing with when I did deal with her for the past two months in emails. It's just every single thing you say, she's got an answer for. And I guarantee you just that sentence that I just said right there would be her explaining herself saying, well, maybe that's because you're not right and you need to be explained to why. No, that's not it. Because once again, her his lawyer asked her, and her response was, I had my doctors directly send it to Clayton, my OBGYN. It's just like, no, that's not the way it works. It's so easy to prove pregnancy, and she's doing the roundabout way for every single thing. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And when she sent her stuff to me in emails about, here's a neurologist appointment, Here's a sonogram, which is proven to be debunked. Here's a picture of me. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. That's not proof. To me, it's not proof. But to her, it's 100% proof. So anybody that doesn't believe her and what she claims is her proof, you're just the enemy. And she just decides to come after you because you choose not to believe her. I was willing to put her story out there. I was willing to do it, but the second she went after Dave and is now going after him for harassment because she thinks he's inciting harassment, which he's not, which I've never done either, I might have my opinions of her, I might think she's living in a completely warped sense of fucking reality, but I've specifically told anybody that's listening to this, do not contact her, do not harass her, do not send her anything, because I think this woman needs help, and that's not going to do her any good. For you guys to go after her. She's already saying in emails how much this is affecting her. I can see a mile away where this is headed, and I think a lot of you can too. So let's just let it play out. Let's see what happens now. Clayton was ordered. He got the order of protection against her, so she can't contact him and he can't contact her. So I don't even know what's happening with the harassment cases now. It seems like they're over. Now it's like go back to the family stuff and the paternity. She said on. The record under oath on Friday, she is now 24 weeks pregnant with twins and they are Clayton's set it under oath. OK, yet we still have zero proof that she is pregnant. She claims it's 100 percent proof because she sends it to us. We still say this isn't proof. So we're just going to basically butt heads until the end of time on that. But number two, there's been nothing that has been proven in the court of law, physical anything, that these are Clayton's children that she's holding in her belly. But yet she's saying, like, well, it has to be because he's the only person I've been with since March of 2022. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. With the amount of lies and the amount of time you've spent on the Internet going after people and stuff like that, your credibility is shot at this point. So we can't just automatically assume everything you say is true. And that's what I say when she's, when I say that she's living in a warped sense of reality, that's what I mean, because it's just, if you don't listen to her, you're the one in the wrong and you're the enemy. And that's just not the way it works. So we'll see how the rest of it plays out. I'm sure there's going to be more. We're going to talk about court cases, but if you really want to hear a good shakedown of a witness or not necessarily a witness, but a good cross-examination of somebody There are some really good things that were gotten on the record under oath in Friday's hearing, but you got to go to Dave Neal's video for, because for me to explain it verbally, it's just not going to sink in. You got to go listen to it. The video is about 45 minutes long and it's all of the cross-examination from Friday in the hearing. So please go check that out. I'm probably not going to talk about this again until there's a new development in the case. There's just, I can't talk about this every day because you're just getting nowhere because we already know where she stands on everything. We already know what this side and most of you that are listening believe to be true in this. And it's just what what is there to say? You know, there's nothing more to say until the new development happens. But what was admitted under oath on Friday is now she is 24 weeks pregnant with twins and they are Clayton's. Let's see what happens from here. I think a lot of us know what's coming next. This podcast is brought to you by Ibotta. Big holidays I mean big family get-togethers, but you don't have to spend all that money on Thanksgiving spread without getting something in return. With Ibotta, you get your turkey and all your favorite sides for free, starting this November 1st. For the fourth year in a row, Ibotta is giving 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving feast. Just add the offers in the app to redeem for everything you need to make your Thanksgiving feast complete. All you have to do is shop at your favorite retailers and upload your receipt. Other apps give you points when you do stuff like this. It doesn't really amount to much. With Ibotta, you get real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account PayPal or gift cards. You can also earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too. When you start, I bought it using Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. I've used it for Best Buy because I recently had to purchase a TV. My TV that was almost 10 years old just went out. So now I've got the OLED. TV, it is unreal, especially when you're watching sports. So, I use that. Uh, I use the Ibotta app. Got some cash back. It works wonders. So, what you got to do is download the Ibotta app now and use code Reality Steve to get 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving dinner. It started on November 1st. Go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download for free the Ibotta app and use code Reality Steve. That's Ibotta. I B O T T A in the Google Player App Store and use code Reality Steve. Also, this podcast brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. New code. Pay attention to this, people, for Green Chef's best deal of the year. This is the best one yet that I've had in terms of the code that I can give you and the deal that you can get on this. $250 off with code RealitySteve250 at Greenchef.com slash realitysteve250. So that's greenchef.com slash realitysteve two fifty. Use the promo code RealitySteve250 and you get $250 off. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. So Cheryl Burke's podcast, Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans, has been getting news literally every week because she's getting all the best guests from Dancing with the Stars world, and they are just revealing tea. And so she had Caitlin on, on yesterday's episode, and Caitlin said, quote, Alan still won't talk to me. He walked right past me at Dancing with the Stars. He won't call me back, and I have profusely apologized on my podcast because... When she was talking to Charity at the beginning of the season, she referred to Alan as, quote, kind of a dick and crazy in the ballroom. And when she was on with Cheryl yesterday, she kind of doubled down. She said, quote, I call them dicks in the most loving way. I truly would want Alan as a partner if they ever did All-Stars because he is such a solid friend to me. We are so close. However... Alan Burston quote, will not respond or talk to Bristow. It's sad, she said. And after her comments went viral on her podcast, she clarified what she said. She goes, I can be a dick. We can all be dicks. Alan is one of my closest friends from the show. I have nothing but love and respect for him. I think it's okay to be a dick and push people to believe in themselves and light a fire. Alan's response back on September 20th, after this had come out, when Caitlin said that to charity before the season started Alan said, first of all, I never danced with Caitlyn, so I don't know why this would even come up. I've taken a lot of pride in my work and make sure that above all else, my partners feel comfortable and confident in themselves. So I understand kind of where Alan's coming from, but I understand also where Caitlyn was coming from. This isn't a place of maliciousness. I She wasn't coming after Alan. If she's literally saying, after she says he can be a dick, saying, I if there was ever an all-star season, I would want him as my partner, clearly she has no issue with him. And we all know, we've seen in some of the video packages, a lot of the pros can be hard. And you get frustrated when you're in there for hours and you're still screwing up steps. And they're pros and they want you to pick it up quicker than probably the average person can. Of course they can be hard on you, but they're not only doing it essentially out of love. They're not saying it because they think you're a bad person or you suck at dancing. They're just saying as a coach, like any coach you had growing up, kind of pushing you. So this seems to be a whole lot of nothing, but I guess I'm more surprised that Alan is reacting the way that he is to this because Caitlin didn't mean anything bad by this. You can tell by what she has said, but yet Alan is really, he's still, this was two months ago, she said this and she said she's tried to apologize and I guess he wants no part of it. I understand that he's you know wrapped up in this season, or has he already been eliminated? I can't even remember. Regardless, I, he can take time out of his day to mend the fence with Caitlin. It's just she clearly is she she made a statement, and it wasn't it was taken. Yeah, if you just take that sentence in a vacuum, sure, Alan Burstyn is a dick. Of course, anyone can run with that. But there's way more context to it. Caitlin has been clear about that context, and I don't know why Alan's not listening. Speaking of Dancing with the Stars, we knew that there was going to be a Taylor Swift night where they're going to play all of her music. That is coming two weeks from today, right? November 21st. Yeah. Two weeks from today will be the Taylor Swift night. You can bet your sweet ass I will be tuned into that one. I mean, I'm tuned in every week to watch this show, but I will definitely be tuned into that one because I'm really curious to see which songs are used. I'm sure her whole catalog is available, but... Gonna be really interesting to watch that one. I can't wait. So November twenty first, two weeks from tonight, will be Taylor Swift night. For those interested in Dancing with the Stars. Last night, Special Forces returned after two weeks off the air due to Major League Baseball, and it was a very Nick Vial-centric episode. How about that? um I'm sorry, I can't remember what it was called, but the tightrope across two mountains at forty six hundred feet. Yeah, count me out. And it's, I, you know, I understand it's a television show and I understand that these special forces guys mean fucking business and they're not going to take it easy on anybody. I understand it. But it also does seem like they can be playing it up for the cameras when you're chewing somebody out who has no military training experience whatsoever and they're trying their best to slide across, across a tightrope, 4,600 feet suspended between two mountains And you're calling them names, and you're telling it just seems like okay, it's a little excessive. If you know what, it makes more sense if everyone on this show, we were actually watching a military show and it was watching people who wanted to be in the military not being able to pass their boot camp. Totally would make sense if the DSs were yelling at them and cursing them out and calling them names. Totally understandable. Jojo Siwa, does she really need to be yelled at? The girl's 90 pounds, soaking wet. She's doing so good out there, and yet coaches are yelling at her. Jack Osborne is getting yelled at. Nick got yelled at. And it's just like, look, these people are trying. They're not professional military officers. They're not even training. They're not like, it's not like they've been through training before. It just seems. And I get it. it's certainly being done for television effect. There's just no way these people are expecting. And I understand it's partly goes back to what we talked about earlier on this podcast about pushing people to get the best out of them. I totally understand that. But they're sitting there and degrading them and calling them names when they fail. It's like, yeah, most of these people are gonna fail these tasks. You know why? Because they're not meant to do this. They are, I don't know, podcasters. They're dancers. They are reality TV stars who, you know, have no military training. Like, you really expected them to pass a test where you suspend a tightrope between two mountains 4,600 feet in the air? And you think that's going to be easy for them to slide across? Not only slide across, but then hang from it, pull themselves back up, and keep going. Come on. But... It is still a really good show because everything about it is real outside of the extra yelling by the DS officers. It's like, okay, you could probably ease up on that. And one final note, unfortunately, Pat Johnson, the name might not sound familiar, but he was the referee in Karate Kid in the red shirt that said referee in white writing. Didn't have a lot of lines, but a well-known figure if you're a fan of the Karate Kid franchise. He died at the age of, was he 82 or 84? Um, You know, again, Karate Kid and Back to the Future were the two movies that were my childhood. And the amount of times I watched them coming home from school in fifth grade, sixth grade, I mean, I just lost track of it. I could recite every single scene from the Karate Kid. I know exactly what happens in every single scene, what to look for. Now when I watch it, I'm just looking for stuff that maybe I've never noticed. That's what I do with those movies I've seen 50 and 100 times. I'm just looking for stuff that, hey, maybe I didn't notice this the first 75 times I've watched it. But uh, Pat Johnson, the referee, not only was the he's the referee in the movie, he was the one that was basically the karate choreographer, and the matches were designed by him. And so he played a very big role in that movie in terms of how it was made, smaller role on screen as the referee but had some classic lines i said out you know when dutch was basically making daniel cry because he couldn't dress himself in the dressing room he didn't have his belt um and then the you know telling johnny about the score and he was he was the referee and you know right before the crane kick i mean it just you know it just sad to hear so RIP to Pat Johnson and uh, condolences to his friends and family. Thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also rate and review. Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now. So check that out if you're interested. And we'll be back again tomorrow, obviously, with another Daily Roundup. So thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. See you!